Okay, there's been some tumult recently about the bracha one is supposed to recite on a wrap, a tuna wrap, an exile wrap, something like that, or just a wrap, if you have it without anything inside of it. I don't know why it's a recent tumult, this is uh, not a new product, but I never gave a time in a lecture on it, so let's uh, talk a little bit about the proper bracha on a wrap. So first of all, how is a wrap made? So it seems that the way a wrap is made is they make a regular dough, a thick dough, and they roll it out very, very thin, and then they cook it in a frying pan, but without oil or with only enough oil that it shouldn't stick to the pan, and uh, and there you have a wrap. The wheat flour is always the primary ingredient, and it's almost always with water, meaning it's essentially exactly the way you would make bread. So, uh, not exactly, obviously it's in a frying pan as opposed to, and it's, and it's rolled out very, very thin as opposed to being allowed to, uh, to, to rise and to be thick and fluffy, but nevertheless, it seems like very much a bread product. So why in the world would anyone say that it is not a hamotzi? So just uh, off the bat, um, Rabbi Yair Hoffman recently wrote an article and he said that there are three shitos as to what bracha you make on a wrap. The first shita is that of uh, the OU uh, poskim and I saw Rav, Rav Willig Shlita this morning and he said certainly his opinion as well as well as that of Rabbi Forrest and I would say the majority opinion and that is the Pashim Shad, it's hamotzi, it's bread so of course it's going to be hamotzi. The second uh, possible shita apparently Rabbi Shmuel, Shmuel first from uh, Chicago uh, poskins that it depends on the color of the wrap that the uh, wraps that are the that are white in color and look a little bit more like bread that those are going to be amotzi but you know those orange ones and those green ones that those don't have tsura sapas and mela they're not going to be amotzi because they look nothing like bread to which Rav Willichlita said this morning, if you put some orange food coloring on your bread, it is still bread. But, uh, meaning it's, uh, those orange ones aren't really made with carrots. They're made with flour and uh, water, the same way that, uh, that any other wrap would be made. So we'd have to discuss what would possibly be behind that shita as well. And then, apparently more recently, Rav Yitzchak Rubin Shlita, the author of Archos Shabbos, uh, published a whole essay on this topic where he said that he believes wraps are mizonos. Now, in order to say that a wrap is mizonos, the, you need to say one of two things. Either you need to say that it's pasa babakisnin, or you need to say it's not even pasa babakisnin. What do I mean by not even pasa babakisnin? Something like uh, pasta. If you have pasta, it's a mizonos, but there is no, uh, there's a, no matter how much of it you have, you do not have to wash. Pasa babakisnin is a different story. Pasa babakisnin, if you eat uh, a small amount of it, you say a mizonos. But if you have a, if you're kovea sud on it, then it's going to become a Mozi. So in order to say that a wrap is not always a mozi, you have to say that it's not bread, it's in one of those other categories. Either the pasababakistan category, or not even pasababakistan, that it's like a noodle, that it's like a, it's like a piece of pasta. Rav Rubin is in the camp that says that it is pasababakistan. How can you say it's pasababakistan? So we have to understand what exactly is pasababakistan. Famously, there are three shitos as to what pasababakistan is. The Gmaran Brachasaf Membez tells us that pasababakistan is a uh, Unless you cover a suda, in which case it's a motzi. Rabbi Nuchananel holds pasababakistin is something that has a pocket, it's dough that has a pocket, and inside that pocket is some sort of filling, uh, preferably a, a sweet filling or something like that, let's say like a cheese danish or something like that, would be uh, pasababakistin. A second uh, definition of pasababakistin, the Rambam and, the, and Rashi identify it as uh, when there's so much sweet stuff added to the dough itself that the dough is extremely sweet like a cupcake or something like that, that would be Pasa Baba Kisnin. Then the third shita is that of the Aruch, quoting from Rav Haigon, that Kisnin comes from the word Kosis, which means to chew, and 
it's something that's a little more brittle that you'd have to chew on as opposed to soft bread. So pasavavikistin would be like a cracker, would be something that is more brittle. La halacha, the Beis Yosef says, since uh, there is this three-way machlokas, suffik brachas lahakel, and when you consume any of these three types of things, you recite a bari minei mizonos, when you kaveh suuda, obviously on any of these three types of things, you would recite a motzi lechem min ha'aretz. Now the question in the achronim is, when you have this three-way machlokas, is it really a machlokas, or is each one just giving a different example of pasavavikistin? Meaning, uh, would we say that uh, Rashi and the Rashi would wash and bench on cheese danishes, uh, you know, and crackers. It's just that, uh, you know, uh, but, but they would say mizonos on cupcakes. But they would hold that Rav Heigl's definition of pasavavikistin is not. It's really pas. And that everyone, meaning does each shita hold that the other two shitos are really bread and only their shita is pasavavikistin? So th- normally that's the way machlokas works, right? Normally if you have a machlokas, it means that each shita doesn't hold of the other two shitos, of the other shitos. And that, in fact, is the shita of the Alter of the Shulchan Acharav, of the Dagum Ravava, of Kiv and the Chai Adam. However, there is a sheet of the Maimur Mordechai who says, that, no, everyone agrees that Pasa Babakistanin is any of these. These are just three examples of uh, Pasa Babakistanin. This is what the Archa Shulchan uh, seems to say as well. Um, and therefore, you say Mizonos Meikradin on all three types of food. Meaning, it's not that you say Mizonos because you're Mesupak. We know for sure that all three types of food are Pasa Babakistanin, and therefore, you could say Mizonos on each one. Says Rubin, point one is we pass like the Maimur Mordechai. I, I spoke to Rav Willig this morning. He said, I'm with him on that. I think the Maimur, it's Pashut that the Maimur Mordechai is correct, said, said Rav Willig this morning. So, but, but this is where he loses Rav Rubin in, in the next step. Step one, they're, 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 they're lockstep. They're, they're in the same, uh, same camp. Rav Rubin brings rayas that uh, that we pass like the Maimur Mordechai. I'm not going to mention all the rayas, uh, but uh, one raya is that the Rashman Brachos and Daf Memalif uh, seems to mingle intermingle the words of Rashi and Rabbeinu Hananel when he's defining Pasavavikistin. He just like throws them together as if it's all one shita. Why? Because it doesn't really matter. They're all uh, presumably because they're all uh, they all work as Pasavavikistin. In fact, the Derech Hachayim in Hilchos Brachos says that uh, any bread item where it's not uh, the uh, eaten to, uh, to it's not meant to eat a sheer svia is not going to be uh, hamotzi. So meaning if the way it's meant to be eaten, it's not about does it have a pocket. It's not about does it is it sweet. It's about is this a bread product? Is this something that people would normally eat? Kadei svia. If it's not meant to be eaten that way, then that that too would be possible. Bakistan says the Darachayim says Rav Rubin. That's because we're assuming like the Maimur Mordechai that these three are not definitional. They are examples of Pasavavikistin. And he says, I'll bring you a raya from the way we behave. What if you sit down to, uh, to have a snack and you decide for your snack you're going to have a cheese danish and a cupcake and a cracker. And that's going to be your snack. So now, are you going to wash? So no one would wash. But lechora, if if you held that it's all based on a suffix, then of course you'd have to wash because uh, according to every sheet that you're having something that is hamotzi. If you have all three, but nobody washes on uh, when they have such snacks. I don't know anyone who has such snacks, but nobody washes when they when they have such snacks. Another exa- another raya he gives from meisim uh, yom, People have coffee and cake. It's known that that's a common thing to do, or coffee. You know, to have to have coffee with a little coffee cake. So what do you say, bracha on first? 
so they say a bracha on the cake and then a bracha on the coffee because uh, that's the seder kedima and brachos. But if the cake might actually be bread, it could be that you're causing yourself a problem by saying a bracha on the cake and then the coffee because the bracha on the cake might cover the coffee if the co- if the cake might actually be bread. So maybe it would be better to say a bracha on the coffee first and then the cake, but nobody does that. So it must be that we assume that the cake is not a suffix, the cake is a vaday. We know what we know what possible kissing is, and that's uh, and that, that's vaday possible kissing. So uh, Rabbi Rubin then then took the uh, the, the, oh, and, and the other raya that uh, Rabbi Rubin had is that Ashkenazim say a hamotzi on matzah and not a mazonos. I, according to Rav Haigon, a matzah is a cracker. How can you say a hamotzi on a, on a cracker and that which Rav Haigon says is passive of a kissin? It must be because uh, it's, it's not based on does it fit any of these technical definitions. It's based on how you use it. And a matzah is used as the, what you use as the staple of your meal, at least on, uh, you know, on Pesach. So it's eaten as, as one would eat bread and therefore it would be hamotzi. So uh, Rabbi Rubin said he did research all over the world the way wraps are used and it is always used to consume other food. It's never used to be eaten independently and therefore, even though it doesn't fit any of the technical definitions of Passover but it's still Passover because it's never eaten as bread is eaten as part of, as the meal. You eat, you eat bread as the ikra of the suda, but a wrap is never eaten as the ikra. No one ever sits down to eat a wrap. You eat a wrap with tuna inside of it, with uh, with egg salad inside of it, with other things inside of it, vegetables inside of it. Nobody just eats a wrap like that, and therefore it's not bread. That's where Rabbi Willock said he lost him. He said, Rabbi Willock said, that that's the definition of bread, that bread has to be eaten on its own, that, that you can't eat bread. And also, that no one ever eats a wrap. Sometimes people maybe do eat Maybe if they're hungry and uh, they see that there's a wrap over there, maybe they'll eat a wrap. I don't know that they don't, uh, he doesn't trust this, uh, this research that nowhere in the world is a wrap eaten uh, separate. But even if it were, he says, I don't know that that's the definition of, uh, of bread. And therefore... Uh, Rav Willig and the, the sheet of the OU is, uh, is certainly, I assume the sheet of Rav Shachal, I didn't speak to him, is that it's, uh, it's Hamotzi. Rav Belsky is, is, is quoted on the uh, OU website that are also saying that it's Hamotzi, but uh, he writes that, uh, that if, if uh, th- there is an exception, he says uh, um, that, uh, that, that a type of wrap that's uh, only intended to be eaten, that's very doughy and is not tasty when eaten by itself, uh, it's only intended to be eaten as part of a sandwich, so he said such a such a wrap would be a mizonos because it uh, lacks the functionality of bread. And uh, w- but when you do eat it as a sandwich, then the bracha would be amotzi because then you're being kovea suudanit. That's all working with the assumption that if it's not bread, it's pasababikistin. There is another possibility, and that is that it's that it's like a noodle, that it's like pasta. That is a very very difficult thing to say though. To say that it would uh, that it doesn't have a status of bread at all, meaning the the uh, the halacha why is it that pasta doesn't uh, doesn't get a hamotzi ever, even when you're kovea suda? Uh, why is it that a crepe or a blintz or something like that, they're made with a fluid batter and they lack tsura sapas, turisa dinahama, so uh, the, the appearance of bread. So we don't know exactly the definition of tsura sapas, but it seems that that's a prerequisite to be considered bread. So maybe a wrap, because of its unique flatness, is also lacks a tsura sapas, but that's a very uh, tenuous argument to make, because it's one thing to take something that is not a dough 
uh, to begin with and say that it doesn't rise to the level of bread, uh, no pun intended, it doesn't, uh, it's not elevated to, to, to the level of bread uh, because it doesn't have surah sapas. That's one thing, that we do say. But to take something that is a dough and that is bread and say that it loses its status of bread, well, because you made it thinner, that's much, much harder to say. And that's why I think the majority of poskim uh, would assume that one would recite a motzi on a wrap even when eating it alone, uh, although uh, apparently uh, if you go online you'll find uh, YouTube videos of Rav Yashiv saying that it's Mizonos. I'm not sure, but, but it, I, don't think, I don't know if he gave his explanation of why. Rav David Feinstein, uh, Zechron of Rachel, does Hamotzi. I think the standard practice is that we assume that if you have a wrap, that it's going to be Hamotzi. Okay, everyone have a great day. Thank you. Thank you.